The reading tonight is in three parts, all from Proverbs. And we've got Proverbs 6, verse 6, which is on page 639. But you might want to keep a finger in page 660 and 662 as well. Proverbs 6, chapter 6, uh, verse 6. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. How long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a bandit and scarcity like an armed man. Moving to Proverbs 24, beginning at verse 30. I went past the field of the sluggard, past the vineyard of the man who lacks judgment. Thorns had come up everywhere. The ground was covered with weeds, and the stone wall was in ruins. I applied my heart to what I observed and learned a lesson from what I saw. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a bandit, and scarcity like an armed man. Going on to Proverbs 26, verse 13. The sluggard says, There is a lion in the road, a fierce lion roaming the streets. As a door turns on its hinges, so a sluggard turns on his bed. The sluggard buries his hand in the dish. He is too lazy to bring it back to his mouth. The sluggard is wiser in his own eyes than seven men who answer discreetly. This is the word of the Lord. Well, in the millennium year, what was that, 18 years ago, um, I, was, I became the area dean for this part of North Hampshire, which means uh, I speak on behalf of, uh, well, I spoke on behalf of whatever it is, about 20-odd churches that go to make up that. And as a consequence, I was invited to join a thing called Common Purpose. And Common Purpose was um, something that, uh, well, professes to gather the great and the good. I think I was probably the good rather than the great. But uh, So it had people like the police commander, the head of um, Cranbourne School, a couple of people from the hospital, a couple of people from uh, some of the larger businesses here. Um, you know, people uh, um, like that. And the principal of Queen Mary's College at the time, who I got on particularly uh, well with. And I remember him saying something to me once, which I think I'd observed and picked up when I moved here about 10 years before then. He says, the biggest issue in education for Basingstoke is low aspiration. In other words, not aiming high enough or not believing you could do um, better than you think you can do or your family thinking that or even your teachers thinking that. I think that's who he was mainly sort of aiming his comment at. Now I wonder whether you have one of these at home (laughs) or maybe you are one and you're only here this evening because... Well, if only in holiday time, this is your motto. Never get out of bed before noon. I know that applies to some people. I know that from observation. (laughs) 
So tonight we're looking at the book of Proverbs as we are throughout the summer in the evening because each, each one stands alone and it doesn't matter if you're on holiday and miss the others so much. So this evening we're looking at the sluggard or we might say the couch potato. Now in Proverbs he is a comic figure but a tragic one. He is a bone idle, balding, beer-bellied slob. He is more than just anchored to his bed, he is said to be hinged to it, 26.14. As the door turns on it hinges, so a sluggard turns on his bed. And he dreams up preposterous excuses for not going out and doing any work. For example, 22.13, there is a lion outside, or I'll be murdered in the streets. 26.13, there is a lion in the road. A fierce lion roaming the streets. Well, there was then, and there was until, I don't know, a few hundred years ago, such things as Asiatic lions in Israel. But they were smaller than, much smaller than the lions which we are familiar with today. And they would only venture into villages if they were hungry. So with a plenteous supply of sheep in the countryside, that was not a very likely or plausible excuse. And in the end, we discover when we read about the sluggard's life that it is a wasted life. He has got at least four major character deficiencies and he is meant to learn from the example of others and from his own experience and then amend his ways. So... First characteristic of the sluggard is that he will not begin things. So we ask him, chapter 6, verse 9, How long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep? We ask him questions like, how long or when? Now, we're being too definite for him. He doesn't know. All he knows is his delicious drowsiness. All he asks for is a little respite. Leave me alone. You know, don't nag me. Verse 10 of uh, chapter 6. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. You know, a little this, a little that, a little the other. He doesn't commit himself to a refusal, but he deceives himself by the smallest, smallness of his little surrenders. So by inches and minutes, his opportunity slips away. He is procrastinating. Procrastination is the bad habit of putting off until the day after tomorrow what should have been done the day before yesterday. Well, it may be comic, but it's uh, tragic. Procrastination is the grave where opportunity is buried. That's worth remembering. So this guy, the sluggard, also, second characteristic, is he will not finish things. The rare effort of beginning has been too much for him. The impulse dies. And so his quarry goes bad on him. So you have in chapter 12, 27 this. The lazy man, the sluggard in other words, does not roast his game. 
meaning he hunts it, but he never gets around to cooking it. So all the effort he has put in is wasted. In 1924 and 2615, his meal goes cold on him as he's too lazy to lift his hand from the bowl. A third characteristic is that he won't face up to things. He comes to believe in his own excuses. Perhaps there is a lion out there, 2213, and to rationalize, and he uses it to rationalize his laziness. We read of the sluggard that he is wiser in his own eyes than seven people who answer discreetly, 2616. Because he makes a habit of the easy life and the soft option. For example, he will not plough in season. He won't plough in the autumn when he finds it too cold, 24. His character suffers as much as his business, so that he is implied in 1519 to be fundamentally dishonest. We read, the way of the sluggard is blocked with thorns, but the path of the upright is a highway. A little reminder that there is an element of dishonesty in laziness, in trying to avoid the facts of life. So he doesn't plough and sow in the autumn because, as I said, he finds it too chilly. But that means he won't get a harvest in springtime. And by not doing this, the sluggard isn't playing his part in the family business. The composer of Proverbs always says the straight course is ultimately the easiest. And a fourth consequence is that the sluggard is a very restless individual, 13.4. The sluggard craves and gets nothing, but the desires of the diligent are fully satisfied. 21.26, he lives with an unsatisfied desire. All day long he craves for more, but the righteous give without sparing. In other words, he sponges off the generosity of the hard-working. He is helpless in the face of the tangle of affairs that his life has become, which are like a hedge of thorns. Just picture it. You know, have you ever tried picking gooseberries? There's a technique to picking gooseberries. You've got to approach them from the right angle. Otherwise, your hand will get mangled in thorns. Can you just picture that? So he is hugely and expensively useless, 18.9. One who is slack in his work is brother to the one who destroys. And exasperatingly so, 10.26, to anybody who employs him as vinegar to the teeth. Apparently vinegar is really bad for your enamel. And smoke to the eyes, we can picture that. So is the sluggard to those who send him. He is an irritation, a frustration. You know, you'd sack him. However, he is not without hope, in case any of you ladies were beginning to think that you've married one. For he's meant to learn from the example of others and from his own experience. For example, he's to learn from the animal kingdom. Listen as we have it played to us. Samuel Johnson's 18th century paraphrase of Proverbs 6 entitled, Go to the ant, thou sluggard. 
paraphrase of Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6 by Samuel Johnson. Go to the ant, thou sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Turn on the prudent ant, thy heedless eyes. Observe her labors, sluggard, and be wise. No stern command, no monetary voice prescribes her duties or directs her choice. Yet timely provident, she hastes away to snatch the blessings of a plenteous day. When fruitful summer loads the teeming plain, she crops the harvest and she stores the grain. How long shall sloth usurp thy useless hours, unnerve thy vigor and unchain thy powers? While artful shades thy downy couch enclose and soft solicitation courts repose, amidst the drowsy charms of dull delight, year chases year with unremitting flight, till want, now following, fraudulent and slow, shall spring to seize thee like an ambushed foe. Go to the ant, thou sluggard. It's a beautiful turn of phrase, isn't it? Go to the ant, thou sluggard, and consider her ways and be wise. So, he, first, he is first to learn from the example of the ant. Now, firstly, the ant, verse 7, has no overseer or ruler, whereas the sluggard must be prodded and nagged before he'll do anything, if at all. Secondly, in knowing the time. To him, all time is alike. Summer and harvest, verse 8, but the ant harvests and stores its food for the winter. But the old sluggard wants to sit on his butt the whole year round and do little or nothing. He, verse 10.5, he who gathers crops in summer is a wise son. But he who sleeps during harvest is a disgraceful son. If he doesn't harvest in the summer, he will have nothing with which to survive the winter or to sow in the autumn of the following year. Like the Pharaoh in Jeremiah 46, 17, he has let the appointed time pass by. In other words, he's missed his chance. Like the slumbering watchman of Isaiah 56, verse 9, Israel's watchmen are blind, they all lack knowledge. They are all mute dogs. They cannot bark. They lie around and dream. They love to sleep. His motto is, Isaiah 56, 12, tomorrow shall be like today, or even far better. He doesn't think ahead and make provision. He really is a loser. Well, then having seen the example of the ant, he's supposed to learn from his own experience. However, this lesson comes too late. He will suddenly wake up to find that poverty has arrived. So Proverbs 6.11, like a bandit and scarcity like an armed man. And there'll be no arguing with it. Through shirking hard work, he is qualified drudgery, just when his energetic friend has risen to more rewarding duties, 1224, 
Diligent hands will rule, but laziness ends in slave labour. When I was 15, middle of the last century, um, I had a summer job from school, um, although, uh, and basically I, um, I worked in the summer holidays. I worked in a factory I, for 40 hours, daytime, got paid eight pounds for the week. And my job was simple. I just bent bars. I was making supermarket baskets and trolleys. So I was given 1,500 bars and I had to bend them. I put them in the jig and I went for 90 degrees. And I did it twice to each bar and that's how you get the kind of, well, I suppose it's a kind of U-shape contribution towards your supermarket trolley. So I did that. And it was boring, really boring. No wonder a guy who had, who had left the local school, um, he'd been at primary school with me. It was in Kent, so they still have the 11 plus. I fortunately got liberated from Herne Bay and went to school in Canterbury. But he stayed there, and they all left school at 15. And he used to wander around the factory going, is there any hope? Nope. And for his first job, you could see exactly why, really. So the procrastination of this sluggard, the disorder of his life, becomes, we read, irreversible. All for him is a wasteland. There is no hope. 24.30. I went past the field of the sluggard, past the vineyard of the man who lacks judgment, Thorns come up everywhere. The ground was covered with weeds and the stone wall was in ruin. The wise man profits from the experience of the sluggard. 24.32 I applied my heart to what I observed and I learned a lesson on what I saw. The wise man learns while there's still time. He knows that the sluggard is no freak. But as often as not, the sluggard is simply an ordinary man who has made too many excuses, too many refusals, and too many postponements. It has all been as imperceptible and as pleasant as falling asleep. Proverbs' portrait of the sluggard is extreme, even comical at times. Nevertheless, laziness and lack of foresight in all its subtle forms has serious consequences. And the following poem by uh, Isaac Watts, who was a 17th century songwriter from Southampton, who wrote the kind of uh, top hymns of the day, he wrote this poem based on Proverbs 6, which brings the message home. Let me read it to you. "'Tis the voice of the sluggard, I heard him complain. "'You have waked me too soon, I must slumber again. "'As the door on its hinges, so he on his bed, "'turns his sides and his shoulders and his heavy head. "'A little more sleep, a little more slumber, "'thus he wastes half his days and his hours without number. "'And when he gets up, he sits folding his hands "'or walks about sauntering, or trifling he stands. I passed by his garden and saw the wild briar, the thorn and the thistle grow broader and higher, 
The clothes that hang on him are turning to rags, and his money still wastes till he starves and he begs. I made him a visit, still hoping to find that he took better care for improving his mind. He told me his dreams, talked of eating and drinking, but scarce reads his Bible and never loves thinking. Said I to my heart, here's a lesson for me. This man's but a picture of what I might be. But thanks to my friends for their care in my breeding, who taught me betimes to love working and reading. So think about your future from a heavenly perspective. Aspire, work hard, go for it. You will have no regrets. God has given you one life and he wants you to use it for him, for his purposes, for his glory, and it's the best life you'll have. Do not be like the sluggard. Amen.